0: Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, GU corner, halfback, flat, onto, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42.
1: Blue
2: 42. Morning, Bump. How are you now? What's up, fellas? I am doing well. How about yourselves?
0: Not so bad. You you actually sent me a text last night about Tyler Glass now.
2: Yeah. What are you thinking about this whole situation? Ah, man. So I laughed at him at first. I'm like, man, he is throwing a fit right now. He is angry. He's looking to point the finger. And then I tried to relate it to just sports. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's like when you don't have a golf glove out there. You know, us amateurs, sometimes you forget your glove. You don't want to go to the clubhouse and buy a $25 glove. So you say, you know what, I'm just going to go out here and swing it on a hot day and you lose grip. It affects your grip. Um, I know, I think it's more of a mental thing for him, though. He just didn't feel right. He couldn't get his stickiness that he's used to having. Something happened. He wanted to blame somebody. He blamed the MLB and them cracking down on the stickiness. I just like that he blasted everybody because, of course, I've used it. Everybody's <laughs> done it. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Keep it 100. I appreciated that. If you were a pitcher, would you
1: mess with baseball right now? Like, just get out there on the mound and start touching everything. Like, go through the hole, like, dig in your pockets, sit there, scratch, like, go to your hat a few times, sit there rubbing the ball for a good solid minute. Like, I'd just be like, and then come out
0: there, like, I'm clean. What you want?
2: If, if I was in a jam, yeah, for sure. It's stalling, <laughs> just like right, let me get my thoughts together, man. Let, let's mess with these dudes.
0: Well, we know Trevor Bauer is going to do that too. I mean, you're giving the troll of all trolls a, a good idea. Bomb question one. So Jamal Adams not at mandatory minicamp yesterday, but we found out that it had been excused by Pete Carroll for personal reasons. Do you have any concern about the contract impasse between Seattle and
2: Jamal? No, I don't. I I think the Seahawks know how important this dude is. And they excused him from this camp because of family issues. Um, I'm sure there's some truth to that. But if they didn't understand that he's a professional and he's going to show up, he's going to be in shape, uh, maybe they feel a little differently about this. They understand that this guy did something that DB has never done in all of football last year. I think they understand that once he joined this club – it just looked different. You know? That's why you have to take care of Jamal and Dunlap and Bobby. It just looks different when these guys are on the field. I think they're gonna get something done. I listen to John Clayton when it comes to the salary cap and all that stuff. There's ways to move money. You're gonna predict in 2023 the salary cap would be this. You move money there, you do what you gotta do. It's going to get done. But this guy's an all-pro. He don't need to be at camp. Honestly. Like he doesn't he doesn't need to be at camp. Is it would it be nice for him to be there and to just to stand there because he's uh, he's had some surgies, um this offseason and not really participate in drills. Yeah, it's a good look, but in reality, you don't need him there, and in reality, I think these guys are going to get the job done with a deal. Baseball. Baseball guys, whether it's players,
1: uh, coaching staff, managers, have a term for this. It's called eyewash. Eyewash is when you do something that looks like you're making a difference but doesn't actually matter. Like the dude that always makes sure he shows up five minutes early and then spends 15 minutes taping uh, his ankles like doing nothing in there like that's eyewash right like you're just doing things Jamal Adams being here would have been eyewash it would have looked fine it would have been but you're right he's not going to practice nobody expected him really to practice so it was just a like hey are you mad are you so mad you're not going to show up and we got the answer which is like no it's not that bad now, we, we, don't need to, we don't need to draw a line in the sand yet. In fact, we'll just kind of erase the whole potential to draw any line and just say we'll see you in, see you in July.
2: Yeah. You'll be ready to go. Hey, hey, Jamal, you know what to do in cover three? Hey, Jamal, you know what to do on, on sand blitz off the edge? Yeah, he knows what, what to do. He, he will be fine. I also want to point out that me and Maura Dooley, I think, were the only two that said he wasn't going to show up to camp when I was on last week. Well, and, uh, she sent he me a text. She said, we might be right, so – you know, every now and then we, we get things right, but yeah, don't don't worry about it. It's because of personal reasons,
0: though. Does yeah, that count? That,
2: personal. That's true. Paul and Paul and I are gonna we're gonna
1: raise a flag and protest. <laughs> it's excused. That's entirely different. We weren't talking about excused absences, you two. <laughs> Rashad Penny is there, and not doing much. He, Carroll said he had a cleanup to take care of some things in his knee. Usually, that means an arthroscopic procedure. This isn't great news. He's entering the final year of his contract. Did I of all the of all the different things that happened yesterday? I thought that was the worst news, which is that Rashad Penny. Hopefully, he'll be ready for training camp, but he's not out there working right now.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm concerned for the young fellow. Right, He's only played in his first year. He played in 14 games and 10 games and three games. He's been injured every single year. It, I think the guy is capable of being a solid number two bag, but it's all about are you going to be available? And, and he's just shown that he hasn't been. The plus side for him is who do they have really pushing him? Like, as soon as he's healthy and ready to go, they're going to give him a chance. You still have Travis Homer, Paul's favorite guy. You still have DJ Dallas. <laughs> D.J. Dallas. There it is. What a great name. But what does the game look like? I think Rashad Penny has still shown more than those guys have shown in his little snippet that he's put out there. I'm concerned for him on a personal level and for his future. Like, say he doesn't get back. You know, someone's going to roll the dice on him, but now he's going to lose money. He could be a really good football player, but it's all about staying healthy. And who's going to back up Chris Carson if Rashad is down? We named those two other guys, but you need somebody who's going to be able to produce right now because we know Chris Carson is going to need a tap on the helmet and, and take a few plays off. you got to have a guy who can come in and be a Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde was the perfect number two for Chris Carson because they had the same kind of running style, but you didn't expect him to really take over a game. This is big for Rashad Penny. I hope the young man gets healthy. I think this will be his last go round with the Seahawks. If he can't show, look, I can be there for at least 14 games this year.
0: The bright side is... And this isn't to diminish Carlos Hyde's play because I thought he played well last year, but there will be guys that are around Hyde's skill level that are available. I liked Hyde, by the way, when they signed him just based off of what he'd done in Houston the year before. He did run for 1,000 yards. But yeah, it is put up or shut up time for Penny, and it is, it is concerning that this knee has been as much of a problem as it's been because we thought at the end of last year that maybe he's a little shot in the arm as you get into the playoffs. And they pulled the plug on that pretty quickly, and now this offseason you're looking at perhaps the same knee having the same issues. Maybe this is something that ultimately ends his career, which would be a shame.
2: Yeah, that would be tough. And, you know, we talk about him, and we are we're kind of frustrated, and we're eager to see what he can do. Imagine what he's going through as a player, man. He's he's living out, trying to live out his dream. Can't get healthy. Has opportunity. They've been really holding on to him and giving him opportunities to be that number two, and it just hasn't worked out. So he's he's doing some soul searching right now to stay positive. Um, once you get healthy, if you get healthy, just take advantage because this is it right here, man. He's got to show he can do something. He's also had about
1: a, as clean a bill of health coming out of college as you can possibly have. And to me, that says for all of the different things people talk about, someone being injury prone or what it is, no man you know what's injury prone playing football yeah. like playing playing football like that's that's what's dangerous and all of these different when we talk about guys tending to get hurt yeah that that's that's the nature of the position you can't as much as you can do to prevent injuries and people talk about that it's it's just a brutal game and that changes the course of dude's career I remember being there when he broke his finger in his first training camp and that's kind of where it started and, and setting him back it
2: just stinks It's and it's the nature of the game especially the RB spot yeah I mean, running backs, your shelf life is really four, four really good years. Either you're getting tackled by 11 guys or you're, you're pass prawning against DNs and linebackers. Like, you're banging heads every single play. So, yeah, it's, it's hard on them. That's, and what you
1: mentioned there with pass protection is the reason that Travis Homer so valuable. Yep.
0: Question number three. <laughs>
1: Paul totally missed it. Not listening at all. No,
0: I heard it, and we just moved on because we are not right through that the happen. five hole. We I went through not... Gilautz
1: Wickets. He got nutmegged there. What,
0: what am I? What am I supposed to say? Like, do we need, really need to have a further conversation about a, a, a running back who's great at pass blocking? What is he? A left tackle? Anywho, <laughs> speaking of left tackles, I, I guess Travis Homer could be the replacement for Dwayne Brown if Dwayne Brown doesn't end up with the team this season, but that's not something that we're thinking about. He showed up for mandatory minicamp yesterday. He is turning 36 at the end of the month. Bump. He wants a new contract. I don't think the Seahawks really have much of a choice here as far as what they do with him because how do they get that next left tackle,
2: even if he is 36 right now or about to be 36? He's still showing he can play at a high level. And if you do not extend Dwayne Brown, there will be more problems with number three. All right, you got him, Gabe Jackson on that offensive line. If you do not make a way to sign Dwayne Brown, whether it be a one year extension, a two year extension, that's another reason for him to dip out after the season's over. He's like, You're not keeping my best offensive lineman. It's almost like mm. it's almost like it feels like he's he's low key looking for a reason. You know, let let one thing go wrong. Let let one guy not get signed that he likes. And he's out of here, man. And that's the nature of the business. That, that's how things go. If he doesn't feel like he's going to be protected, number three, then he can get out of here. You got to sign Dwayne Brown. He's your best lineman. That's your best guy on the line. Yes, he's thirty six, big ups, eighties babies. We're still in the game, all right. But you got to you got to take care of home, and home starts with that offensive line. I say you do what you got to do to keep this guy.
0: I, I think I disagree. Look, Russ. Yesterday, he he jumped into the middle of Pete Carroll's press conference and he said that we're all friends. Here's Russ. Letting everybody know we're still friends, you know. Hey, 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 hey! Just messing with me you. Up. go. <laughs> Get out of here. You had your press conference.
1: <laughs> not awkward at all. Totally uh, seamless. Thank the you.
0: hilarity,
2: the hilarity of it.
0: I loved it. I thought it was great.
2: I'm so glad. Like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who like cringed watching that. <laughs> Get out of here, huh? You already you know, had your press you, conference. You know what? I immediately flashed to, and it's kind of
1: topical now because he just got fired again. You remember when Dwight Howard came out and put his arm around Stan Van Gundy? Yeah, after Van Gundy had just gotten finished explaining to the Orlando Beat reporters that that Dwight Howard wanted him fired. And here comes Dwight, <laughs> big like, puts his arm around him. "Coach, aren't the rumors of our like demise like greatly exaggerated?" Like that that was that was that <laughs> level of awkward. Just awkward. And yeah, Stan Van Gundy just got canned. He's no longer the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Not a
0: good day in basketball for anyone right now.
2: Bro. I mean, R- well, Russ had to do it though, right? Russ yeah. had to do yeah. that. Yeah, there it has to be just, a, a public display of affection, right? <laughs> I, I it, thought there it was, had to be that.
0: The visual was better. I, I thought the visual because John Schneider also popped in there. Schneider's too. is funny.
1: Schneider's got good the comic piece. timing. Russ was just cringe. Russ was pure cringe. But when is
0: he not cringe? <laughs>
1: yeah, but that doesn't mean you should do it. You should stay away from that note. You're like that note just makes me uncomfortable. Here it comes cornier.
0: Let's ramp it up a little cornier. You're looking at this all wrong. Everything is fine. Peace in our time.
1: I look at it this way. Okay, we worried about Russ hurting his offensive lineman's feelings, talking about he was frustrated getting hit too much. How about he breaks Dwayne Brown off a little (laughs) something-something? How about yeah. he gets it? How about he takes care of the rays? Here's a little something for the effort for you, and then we'll then we'll forget about it. Then we'll consider that mess from this offseason cleaned I, up. I,
0: how about every single offensive lineman availability? Russ has to do it for them too. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's what okay.
1: What if we came up with a sack bonus program? Like for every sack that Russ suffers that we administer to the offensive line, we take a little bit out of a, a community kitty that's been. And the the fewer sacks that Russ suffers that are on the offensive line, the more those guys get to divvy up. It'll be like defensive players used to do this for like a turnover pot. Like everybody chips in. Yeah. The first person to get the sack gets it. We'll do. It'll be like a rewards program. For not allowing sacks. We'll have a big GoFundMe thing that's come in there. And with each sack, we'll just take a little bit away. It'll be a performance. It'll be an improvement
2: plan. Incentive base. There you go. Throw it in the contract. Uh, That is Blue 42.